Welcome to the Ultimate Fighting Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Henson. So this week wasn't super news heavy, and which was kind of just like, okay, well, there's not a whole lot of news, and there's not a whole lot of fights to talk about. The biggest like news topics I have are really just how little news there was, so the MMA news outlets made news that wasn't even official yet. And we are definitely going to be talking about that, because as part of the media, in a way, it's seriously disappointing, and you're not going to hear me be like, oh yeah, those fights were confirmed, or official, or this news is official, or whatever, and it not actually be official. But, you can hear all about those things on a daily basis on Twitter at UFP2019 or on Facebook at UFP-Ultimate-Fighting-Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at UFP2019 or on Facebook at UFP-Ultimate-Fighting-Podcast. And you can tune in on all your major podcast platforms every week to hear us give you the accurate news and not tell you that things are official when they are not official yet. So, with that being said, let's go ahead. So, our first thing to talk about is Usman versus Masvidal being confirmed. It's not confirmed. Let me preface that. This fight is not confirmed. It's not confirmed. It's not official yet. It is planned for. Planned for. Fight week in July. I want to be very clear about this. Because. So the thing is Dana White. And a press conference. I believe it was a press conference or an interview. On. I want to say Thursday or Friday said that they are planning for Kamaru Usman to fight Jorge Masvidal at UFC 252 in July for fight week. MMA media said, oh, it's official, the fight's happening, and yada yada yada. No, it's not. Uh, This is super disappointing, uh, uh, definitely with being within the MMA community, but I just because like we should do a better job with reporting stuff. Planned for does not mean official. In the works, in the talks, in the that's not the same thing as official. Especially in a day and age where fights happen, you know, they get they're supposed to happen, they're contracted, everything's signed, and we make it up to the day the fight's supposed to happen, and then the fight gets canceled. So you really want to go six months out and be like, oh, yeah, the fight's official. No, it's not. No, it is not. We did the same thing last year. Everybody said, oh, this fight's official. I don't remember which fight it was. I remember uh, Brett Okamoto made one tweet about Dana White, or the fighters being in talks of it happening 
And then the MMA media went insane and said, oh, this fight's happening and it's official. And they, everybody got lucky that two days later, contracts were signed and it was actually official. This time, there are some media outlets that are saying that Dana White is planning for this fight to happen. Or that Dana White talked about this fight happening. Those are the accurate stories here about this. This fight isn't official. This fight isn't confirmed. Uh, when it is confirmed and official, I promise you I'll talk about it. Because I am all about this fight. For me, this is the fight to make for Masvidal. This is the fight to make for Usman. You know, none of this Connor talk. This is the fight to make. I am all about this fight. So when this fight's actually official... I promise you, I'm going to be super excited for this, because that's the fight to make. Now, let's go ahead and talk about some other stuff where we're not talking bad about MMA media and how poorly we have done our jobs this weekend. Mackenzie Dern is making her UFC return at UFC Nebraska against Ariane Carnalosi. So that'll be cool to see her back. Hopefully, you know, she she does get to still do that fight, makes it. So let's go ahead and jump into Yoana. So Yoana uh posted a meme related to her fight against Wiley as a relation to the coronavirus. You want to actually apologized for this meme later. Um, yeah, not exactly in, in the kindness of hearts. I mean, it's a crazy situation. Yeah, there's a lot of memes going about for it. A lot more light-hearted ones, too. I don't have a whole lot to say about that. Uh, good on Yoana for apologizing. Not the best move on her for, for posting it, really. Uh, Peter Jan and Aljamain Sterling have both been going back and forth on Twitter looking for a fight. That'll actually be a really good fight. Uh, hopefully they get that one booked. Yeah, and it'd also be really good to have the next contender scheduled for Bantamweight, because because that division is always just you know they've got so many people stacked up and ready to go. Another fight, uh, another fight that people are looking to make is J Jared Cannoneer's try still trying to find another opponent. Uh, since Whitaker had to pull out, he's been calling out um, Darren Till, and now he called out Kevin Gastelum as well, uh, in a very humorous way on Twitter. Said Dana, you know, if Yoel can get a title shot off two losses how about we give kevin a, a contender fight off of one loss and darren till and, and cannoneer had some uh responses in the comments and 
after Till said, you know, keep, uh, he's eyeing for that potential matchup with Cannoneer. But we'll hopefully we'll see soon who Cannoneer gets to fight. That's supposed to happen in March, so I mean, that's two months out now, so you're looking at like a seven or eight week camp, which is the stand eight weeks is one of the standards. Uh, just throwing that out there because I saw some stuff <laughs> saying six weeks is a fight camp, but so. You know, we're getting pretty close to that, though. Eight weeks, seven or eight weeks out, I think. So hopefully we get something for that. I want to say it's, like, later in March. But hopefully Jared gets an opponent. Both of those would be pretty good fights, though. Now, let's go ahead and jump up to some USADA news. So there were two fighters suspend that both managed to get three three month suspensions. Both failed, uh, both tested positive for Austrian. Um, Diego Sanchez tested positive for Austrian and S twenty three. Open Saint Peru tested positive for Austrian and a couple other metabolites as well that I did not list out. So Open Saint Saint Peru's. Uh, suspension pack dates October 25th and Sanchez's back dates to October 26th. These dates are based off of when that it was determined that they uh, ingested the tainted supplements. Not whenever the, the test happened, but whenever they ingested the supplements. So their suspensions are actually over and this does still allow Diego Sanchez to fight on February 15th against Michael Pierre, uh, Piera. And then from there, uh, Umar Nurmagomedov signed with the UFC. This is one of Khabib's cousins. Umar is 12-0 undefeated coming into the UFC. He's a big prospect. A lot of people see, see some good potential from him. I mean, when you're the cousin of Khabib, you probably got some, some decent skill in there yourself, you know. He did have two fights in the PFL, but they didn't have a, a tournament. Uh, he wasn't in one of the tournaments, and he did win both fights, obviously. So, hopefully he has a good career. Uh, hopefully we get to see him soon. Um, Dana wants... Uh, and I only... So I want to preface this news because I'm not reporting this as news. I'm talking about this because there was some people who were reporting this as news. Dana once again, once again, says that Connor versus Connor is to fight the winner of Khabib versus Tony next, which one is crazy, and I don't want to go on another like five to ten minute rant about how stupid this is and disrespectful to the title and the division and the other fighters it is so if you want to listen to all of that feel free to listen to last week's episode or the week before that or you know um the weeks just basically surrounding conor mcgregor because it's such an insane idea and i definitely want to rant about it but so there were some uh media sources that were reporting this as news and breaking news and it's just it's not news dana talked about it a couple weeks ago already and 
this isn't this isn't news and just yeah it's such a slow news week that we were reporting news topics that just weren't news this week um one it, it's not breaking dana always wants this fight i mean just because dana said something doesn't make it breaking news there is we'd have a lot of stupid news topics <laughs> Now, Felice Herrick was in a street fight after UFC 246 in Vegas. Now, I read over this a little bit. According, um, I believe I read over the article on Bloody Elbow, and they were re reporting this information based off of MMA Junkies uh, website. But it was essentially all over a penny. Which, I, I can't even remember, like, the entirety of this thing to give you a full, in-depth, accurate description. But, something happened where there was a penny involved. Somebody dropped a penny. Felice said something about this penny. And then, this other lady, we'll call her Sally. Sally sees Felice later. Says, hey, just want to tell you it's heads up. Or some nonsense like this. And then, somehow, this escalates into a physical altercation. Which is just insane because they're fighting over a penny <laughs> oh and that's just funny if you ask me no let's see our two really best news topics this week so well in a way depending on how you look at it our big biggest talking points um bellator champ rafael lovato jr was recently on the joe rogan podcast and he revealed that he had a career-threatening brain condition that he's currently uh, working with medical professionals and with bellator to see what options he has uh so it's possible that he he might not be fighting and this kind of like an indefinite retirement it's also possible he might be able to find some luck and be able to fight again. In the meantime, though, a Bellator's, uh, you know, helping him to do what they do what they can and what he can. And Gegard Mousasi and Douglas Lima both uh, took to to media so to social media to say that they are interested in fighting one another for. Uh, Rafael Lovato Jr.'s middleweight title, which that's a good fight right there. <laughs> I am not gonna. I would not be disappointed in that title. Um, and if you know, if uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. also said he doesn't want to hold up the division, and he doesn't want to hold up the sport, so it would be a good way to get it going again. And then if uh, Jr. is able to return, then just give him an immediate title shot you know uh i think that you know that keeps the division going and, and one gives us a good title fight two good title fights really because if junior returns because then he's going to fight one of these guys as well and then the ufc's looking uh this i read i saw this on bj penn's website i haven't really seen it anywhere else yet so that I 
do not know the accuracy of this one. So we're just going to kind of amuse ourselves with this concept, though. The UFC, according to BJPen.com, the UFC is looking to split up the pound-for-pound pound rankings, where you've got one pound-for-pound pound rankings list for men and one for women. Um, I think this is part... Uh, I, I think... You know, they're, they're going to have a hard time with this. They're, yeah, there's a lot of good women, uh, a lot of good female fighters, but the divisions just, I don't think the divisions are deep enough. And the fact that you have four divisions compared to, really, three divisions compared to, like, eight, seven or eight, you got flyweights, phantoms, um, feather, light, Welter, middle, light, heavyweight, heavyweight. Yeah, you got three versus eight divisions. You know, I, I do see it as a good opportunity for them to highlight a lot of the women's fighters. Because there's a lot of good women's contenders in, on the roster. But there's going to become a point where it's like, okay, well, there's not going to be as much shifting i think between the women on the pound for pound rankings now i also see this as a good opportunity for them to justify conor mcgregor being in the pound for pound rankings because let's be real by now conor mcgregor shouldn't be in the rankings um where he ends up at this point if they take the women off i think he bumps up at least at least one if not two more spots because uh, ideally he should be below Val Valentina, and for sure below Amanda, because Amanda should be in like the top three. You know, she's arguably the GOAT at this point. Uh, in general, talking between men and women, she is arguably the GOAT at this point. So, yeah, you know, he's got to be able to move up at least two spots there justifiably you know i i don't have a whole lot uh, of insight on that i mean yeah, let's 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 play with it a little bit let's go ahead and actually look at the pound for pound rankings we've got some time okay so the current pound for pound rankings have jones khabib cejudo stipe dc adesanya they had to have already split up. Yeah, Conor McGregor moved up two spots. He's now in number nine, but I think he moved up to number nine after his fight. So that's interesting. I always get a kick out of looking at UFC's website because there's just something hilarious all the time. There's just something so far off on their website. So... Do yourselves a favor right now. Go to UFC.com slash rankings. And I hope it looks like this on your end as well. I will take a I will take a picture of this on my phone or top of my phone and take a screenshot and post this to, to our Twitter account at UFP2019. But if you so they did actually separate the pound for pound rankings with the women's and the men's. Now, according to UFC.com, 
the women's pound for pound number one is John Jones. I am not kidding. Right now it's John Jones. I know I know that really it's Amanda Nunez. But I'm telling you, I'm looking at a picture of John Jones and it says John Jones. <laughs> uh now number two is Valentina Chevchenko, which I, I agree Chevchenko should be number two. And then you've got wow. So so from there the next three people no no after Valentina the next four people are women straw weight cuz then you have uh Wiley Zhang Jessica Andrade Rose Namajunas Joanna Jurjeshik Uh, hello, the strawweights are clearly the best women's division. <laughs> Sorry, I I'm still somewhat laughing about them having Jones as the number one women's fighter as well. That just cracked me up. But, you know, I, I agree with that for the most part. I still think, you know, and I have a hard time with that, this because... Yeah, Jessica did beat Rose, so Jessica should be above Rose. Luckily, they are fighting again, because I think Ro Rose takes that this time. Rose easily takes that. She comes back, she gets a title shot, and then she beat, uh, if Ioana's if the champion, I think she beat Ioana again, um, without a doubt. Wiley, I don't, I don't know. I think that'd be a good fight, her versus Wiley. But let me go ahead and run down the rest of the ranking. So at number one, we got John Jones or Amanda Nunez. Then number two, we have uh, Valentina. Then three, we have Wiley Zhang. Four, Jessica Andrade. Five, Rose. Six, Joanna. Seven, Holly Holmes. Eight, uh, Jermaine Durandame. Nine, Tatiana Suarez. And ten, Kately, Caitlin Chukagian. So they have five straw weights yeah they have five straw weights in the top 10 pound for pound rankings for women now tatiana is ranked number three in the straw weight rankings but she is ranked on the pound for pound she is ranked under yolana interesting and there's only two flyweights in there and then, oh wait, uh, number 11's Aspen Ladd, number 12, Jessica I, number 13, Julia Ana uh, Pena, 14, Claudia Gadelia, and 15, Nina Ansarov. So they've got two flyweights in there. Dang. So, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have seven straw weights. Yeah, they have seven straw weights in the women's pound for pound rankings. Two flyweights. 
which basically just leaves everybody else as a bantamweight. Because they got Holly, Aspen, Juliana, Jermaine, Coolo. Um, I think that's a sound listen, yeah. I, I can't really disagree with that list. I think that's a pretty sound list right there. Now, for the men, we have John Jones, Khabib, Cejudo, Stipe, DC, Izzy, Kamaru, uh, Volkanovski, McGregor, Ferguson, Holloway, Poirier, Woodley, Whitaker, and Masvidal. Which, see, if you put, you know, the champions all on there. John, Jones definitely uh, number one at this point. Um, Khabib's kind of got an argument there, but Jones has been a f- lot more active in the last year as well. So I definitely understand him being number one. So Hudo, number three, double champ, also... Uh, Beating uh, TJ and Marlon already. Then you got Stipe. You can make an argument for Stipe above Cejudo. Definitely if he beats DC again. And at that point DC I think would probably drop down a rank. But I think Stipe and DC being right there. Four and fives. Pretty good. Then you have Adesanya and Kamaru right there. Six and seven. Um. I think after Kamaru just beat Colby, he should go up. I would have Kamaru above Adesanya, uh, respectfully. Uh, Volkanovski, uh, I think Volkanovski's pro- yeah, probably right there where he should be in the right spot. Um, Connor should be lower. <laughs> he really should. Especially, you've got Connor over Tony. For, for one, Tony's fighting for the title. Tony's had a lot more fights in the last year, uh, two years, and they've been a lot more, like, Tony's fights have been a lot better fights. They've been a lot more destructive. Tony has been an absolute menace in his division. Tony should definitely be above Connor. I think Holloway should be above Connor. You probably have Connor above Poirier, but I think Connor and Poirier both, uh, you know, you get kind of questionable when you have Connor, Poirier, Woodley, and Whitaker right there, because Whitaker was was just the champion, and he just uh, just lost him. But prior to that, he went ten rounds with Yoel Romero, and I mean, ten rounds against Yoel Romero is no walk in the park by any means. Uh, Jorge just got up into the top fifteen after they took off the women's. Whitaker just got back in. You're telling me you had Whitaker off of there, but you had Conor McGregor on the pound-for-pound rankings? It's some disrespectful stuff right there. Disrespectful stuff. I'm done looking at that. I like the women's one way better. I have no nonsense over here other than having Jones on it. I'm seriously going to take this quick picture of that, because that is hilarious. Yeah, I think that concept does work pretty well. Uh, pretty cool. Um, 
They should totally have Amanda as number one, though. They should get rid of Jones off the list. Kind of messed up, if you ask me. <laughs> but let's go ahead and talk about UFC 247. I know the promos, uh, the promotional videos they've been airing on ESPN and on the past fight cards have been really, really good for, for this fight. So you can watch this on um, ESPN Plus, and you can go watch it at most of your local bars, I believe. But this... I don't know where this one's at. Uh, this one is going to be in Houston, Texas. And on our pre-prelims, we have two Bantamweight bouts. Our first one is Andre Ewell, who's 15-6 and six against Jonathan Martinez, who is 11-2. and two. Um, I'm going to go with Martinez on that one. And then we have a bantamweight bout between Domingo Pilarte, who's eight and two, and Journey Newsen, who is also eight and two. I'm gonna go Newsen. I like picking the underdog sometimes. Then we go to the regular prelims. The regular prelims are going to be on ESPN this time. So, I'm going to have to look into that in a second. Because nobody talked about that. But Jimmy uh, Rivera was supposed scheduled to fight Marlon Vera. But that was cancelled. So we start off with a bantamweight bout between Miles Johns, who is undefeated with 10 and 0, and Mario Batista, who is 7 and 1. I'm going to go Miles Johns on this one. And we have a welterweight bout between Alex Morono, who is 17 and 6, and Kalen Williams. I'm going to go uh, Williams is 8 and 1 by the way. I'm going to go Morono here. Yeah, I'm gonna go Morono here because ideally I would use I I I feel like I would probably pick Williams, and with how accurate I was on the last picks, yeah, I'm gonna change that up and go with Morono. <laughs> then we have a women's flyweight with Lauren Murphy who is 11 and four, and Andrea Lee who is 11 and three. I'm gonna go with Lee on this one. Then we have a middleweight bout between Trevin Giles. Who is eleven and two? And Antonio Arroyo, who is nine and three. I'm gonna go Giles. And then our main card, we have about a heavyweight bout with Derek Lewis, number six. Derek Lewis and newcomer to the division, Alir Latifi. Uh, Latifi is coming off of two losses. For at light heavyweight and coming into the division. Um, I'm going to go Latifi. You know, Lewis has some serious knockout power, but I feel like Latifi is a lot more active during his fight, and he has some serious knockout power as well. He's coming off two losses. He's going to be looking for a pretty dominant victory here. I'm going to go Leaf Latifi. Then we have a featherweight bout with Mursad Bektik, and Dan Ige. I'm going to go Dan Ige on this one. Um, I really like the guy. 
And we have a heavyweight bout between Juan Adams, who is five and two, and Justin Taffa, who is three and one. I'm gonna go Juan Adams on that one. And then we have a women's flyweight bout for the co-main event for the title between Valentina Chevchenko and Caitlin Chukagian. Now, if I, I think I might have actually bet on this fight, but I like to bet on the underdogs and huge discrepancies like this. And Valentina and Jones are usually those people who have those huge discrepancies. Jones isn't as bad this time. I think he's only like a negative 300 favorite. Whereas Valentina, I think she's a negative like six or 700 favorite on this one. But with that said, I'm still picking Valentina to win this. Now, with the main event, I'm going to pick Jones to win, but I think I think Reyes has a decent chance. You know, he beat Weidman. Um, prior to that, he had a really good fight against Volkanovski. A lot of people think Volkanovski won that fight. I personally think Volkanovski won the fight, but it was a close fight, so... It, you know, it wasn't a robbery, and he's had some really good fights prior to this. He's coming in undefeated, 12-0, and 0, young, same height as Jones, a few inch less reach, of course, because everybody has less reach than Jones. You know, he's coming in as, as the newcomer, which is crazy now to think about, but, you know, he, th this should be a decent fight. Oh, still, I think Jones is going to win it, but I would not mind the upset of Reyes winning. It creates some excitement in the division and some buzz in it. So, you know, I definitely wouldn't be upset with a Reyes victory. I don't really have a whole lot of other topics. You know, we ran down the whole card. Got my picks in. Wasn't a whole lot of news this week other than news about there not being news and news media not doing a superb job this week. But hopefully those those, those fights should be pretty good and we'll talk about those next week. And then maybe we'll have some good news and we'll talk about the fight night after that. So, I'll see y'all next week. Tune in uh, to watch the fights. Tune, uh, tune in next uh, weekend and listen to the podcast on all your major podcast platforms at uh, Ultimate Fighting Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at UFP2019, on Facebook at UFP-Ultimate-Fighting-Podcast. Thank you everybody for listening. I'll see you all next week.